Am I gonna get fussed at by Google for having on my lower third large angry black man? No, but that's not like What if I had on my lower third large angry black man? Would that Exactly would that be? Is that liable or slander? Please. Episode 74 of Yats. My name is Matt Lee. This is our weekly tech show. Every week, Wednesday nights, yet another tech show.com. Check it out. Aunt Pruitt, the large, angry black man, is in the house. How you doing, Aunt? I'm unbelievable as always, other than angry, but such is life. Unbelievably angry. Speak into that mic a little bit, would you? Larry Press also joining us. What's up, Larry? Hey, guys. Hey, Aunt, with that smile, you don't look that angry. Come on, man. <laughs> He's Trust angry. You just don't. No. He's angry on the inside. Ant's going to help us troubleshoot all of our tech support woes coming up. That would be no. On yet. Also joining us to troubleshoot your tech supporting woes, we got Nick Carroll. What's up, Nick? Hey, guys. Not much. Glad to be back. Good to have you. Last minute. Just, uh, hey, want a podcast? Uh, Let me ask my wife. Honey, can I do a podcast? Yeah? Okay. She said, yeah. Let's go. So, uh, what should we start out with? I got some new toys. I mean, we can kind of real quick talk about that. Um, I went router shopping, which is something I haven't done in quite a while, I think, since old uh, Linksys. The old Wi-Fi ones that are like WRT, it was just G, I think. But basic G, very not good for <laughs> copying things. Or No, G was 54, B was 11. So maybe it was the yeah, B. B is the, the bad stuff. Maybe it was that. I don't know. It was so slow. But so I'm there, and there's like A, C, N, and it's like I don't really shop for routers, and uh, router tech isn't my beat. <laughs> so I don't follow it as much as maybe I should. I could break into one. I don't neither here nor there, but as far as purchasing one, um, so, you know, I tried to keep it under a hundred bucks. I saw some that were pretty expensive that were like gigabit wired. It was like not true gigabit, but speeds up to with like asterisk, asterisk, cross, <laughs> cross that you had to see. It was like under, it was like a full moon on a Friday the 13th. Like the in fine print, had fine print. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it'll work once a year, every February 29th. Yeah, it's something stupid like that. But um, we ended up just going with this uh, Netgear. Uh, it was uh, AC. There was one above that that was super expensive, or the N and then the AC. So seems to work well. Our main problem was just having, if you had, because we all have these Android devices now, so the Wi-Fi went from having like a laptop and maybe a phone on it to having like five or six devices on it at all times. And uh, it was noticeably lagging all of the network for doing shows. For example, we had to like go around and make sure all the, all the Wi-Fi is turned off and stuff. So now we have plenty of bandwidth and there's two bands. There's one for the uh, fast speed and then there's a, a regular one for older we're devices. In, we're in a similar predicament in our house. We've probably got about a dozen wireless devices connected at any time. And I'm only on a G router, so I've got to start shopping around as well. So it's interesting going in from that point of view and just like reading the boxes, you know, being a normal average uh, purchaser of sorts and having the person come and then asking them the questions and then watching as they read you the box. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, <laughs> the stuff that you've already I, knew. Yeah, that's literally what they do. They take it out of your hands. So they're like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. And then you start asking them questions and then they're just totally shooting it right off the box. It's so great. Well, let me ask uh, you guys as far as performance. Uh, Matt, I, I got a pretty good idea what you're doing with yours. Now, Nick, you said you got about, what, damn near a dozen different yeah. Wi Fi devices yeah. in there. 
Yeah, eight no. people in our house, and we have like a, a Chromecast and a couple other devices, Netflix, you know. Eight stuff people? Like that, what are you, running a halfway house? What's going on? Well, there? you know. <laughs> well, the next door neighbor, the guy out the sidewalk. It's like, yeah. you, well, right. <laughs> you know, I, I want to get a, get a new router um, because mine right now, I have a hack on it where it's uh, just giving me a, a range extension, but I probably should get another one for extra range and for extra bandwidth. But I get phone calls and messages every now and then about people wanting to buy a new router. And when I ask them, what are you going to do with it? All they say is uh, Netflix, Facebook, Netflix, Facebook, (laughs) Netflix. And they don't necessarily need all of that, that extra bandwidth, in my opinion. And you don't really need to pay pay all of that extra money. Even some of the folks that are going to be playing um, uh, online video games and whatnot, you can still get by. Um, with a, a G router versus an N router. So keep that, you know, extra well, and, $20, and $30. Some of the extra selling points they were trying to say is that, like, one of them has this special smart software. And the second they said that, I was like, I don't want any... Yeah, just go ahead and put that box I don't down. want any kind of <laughs> software, smart or otherwise, on my router except just route the damn packets. And he's like, no, this is cool. It's It'll, if a machine is using more bandwidth, it'll dedicate all the bandwidth to that machine. And I'm like, well, what if I don't want that machine? Like, maybe, no, you'll love this. It's really good. I didn't get it. I put the box down. (laughs) I'm not totally up to speed on all that, but it's, yeah, like application layer stuff, quality of service, blah, blah, blah. Right, it's just bandwidth shaping, really, but it's monitoring which machine. But, see, I would use it backwards because I want, maybe the machine I want isn't necessarily using the bandwidth, but it will be and I need it available for when it is using it. And this just, it seemed like it was hard-coded a very specific way. Whatever needs the bandwidth, that's what it gets right now, and that's that, you know. Now, I'm sure you can adjust. I just didn't want that even on there, you know. Yeah, and that's another thing. A lot of people aren't even running uh, VoIP services and things like that anymore either. So it's just really no need for all of that. Well, and then if you get in... It depends on the size of your house, how, what the distances are. The, right. You know, the way the only my only heavy application is streaming video, and I would think a lot of people are in that boat. Yeah, mine happens to be BitTorrent. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Uh, See, that's different for Nick. That's a different use case. Um, but I mean, you could run Netflix on a, I guess, eight meg down. You could. Yeah, that's Netflix is really on, good also at shaping. Depends on the layout of your house and. You know, and it depends on the quality of your refrigerators between you and your and the uh, you know it depends on the physical layout of the house too. Like I'm kind of marginal with an old router right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a new one. And then you yeah, go into the the security of it, and you got all of these routers coming with like UPnP on the WAN side open, which is no good. You no, have no. these. Did yeah, what is it called? Firmware updates, right? Yeah. And then you have the WPS thing, which is no good to use. So that that was like one of the first things I did was went through it and I set up the the names for everything and I checked the channels with what Wi-Fi Analyzer for Android. Yes, that's a great amazing app. amazing app for doing this. I can look at all of the access points and see what channels they're using and then use one that they're not. And that exactly. that's yeah, it's awesome. And it's also good. Uh, if you you want to see the radius of your Wi-Fi, like in real time, real world, you can go outside and it will beep at you. You know, the closer you get to it, the louder it beeps and the faster it beeps. So you can see about where it drops off. So that's kind of helpful as well. Yeah, that's that's fun. Do you guys have a lot of neighbors? Like Matt, you're probably out in the country. Right? No, yeah, we. I mean, we're in an apartment here, so there's other people that live here. So I have everything locked down. But as far as anyone like sitting out front, you would obviously notice. And I wasn't thinking of security as much as just the uh, conflicts. Just everybody's yeah. on that that. Right, and there's only two people here that have Wi-Fi routers. I can hit the one from across the highway, also at the mountainside uh, car place, and then the one down the down the road a little bit. But there yeah, was only kind of one forced. right I'm... here that had the the you know strong enough signal to really worry about. So I put mine on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah like, I run Insider, and, and I can see maybe eight or ten Wi-Fi routers around. So that's a you gotta pick and choose your channels and stuff. 
you know, my neighbors are far enough away or I've only got one neighbor next door and everyone else is far enough away to where there's practically no overlapping. There's only a slight bit of overlapping and I just on with the neighbor that's that way. And I just make sure that my Wi-Fi uh, router is on a different channel so there's no actual conflict. So they're like on they're actually on like two or three like some of the others because instead of doing channel one, six and eleven, they're like two because things automatically adjust and uh, yeah, it's not very to, good. Uh, gotta have a taco. When don't that's some like, of them auto? That's how I the don't they? Here. Yeah, I thought some well, of them can... auto scan too, and will change channels depending on. Yeah, oh, wow. that's what that's what they're doing. They're conflicting, so someone will be on two, and the other one will be on like seven or eight. But then there's someone over at ten, and they're just kind of moving around over time. But I kind of locked mine at, at six. And we're far enough away to where it's not really causing a problem, except if you're at the very edge of the house and no sure. one's there. So plus the newer ones, like the one I had that's on the five G band is like channel one forty five, you know, and unless yeah. someone else is using that five G band, you're not gonna see any interference. Yeah. So that yeah, was a fun know. a fun little experience. Organizing a, a shared backhaul in your neighborhood. I've talked that with my neighbor, you never do that. Never thought about it. Yeah. You'd have I don't to like really. People, so I'm not going to share anything. Right, and <laughs> you would totally have to trust your neighbors. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't know I don't think I would want to do that. Jeez, you guys. Yeah, you guys are hackers, so you worry about security. You I have worry to. About security, you don't even. But I'm also a hermit. You don't even have to be a hacker recluse like Ant to like do that. You just have to like know something. It's not that. I mean, no. nine times out of ten, I can go on your router and type in admin, admin, and boom, I'm in. Like, that's Done. that should be basic, <laughs> basic. I, I have more. I just don't think my neighbors would bother. Why? You know, and I, I have no idea. Why? Scary, man, There's all sorts I've of done reasons just why. that at our, um, at our facility, at, our, at, our, at, our, at my job. Um, of course, we're in a bigger building, so we got – a couple of different tenants there and you're going to see our Wi-Fi access points as well as theirs. And just for the heck of it, one day we decided, huh, let's see if we can do it. And sure enough, admin, admin pops course, right in. Of course. <laughs> you know, and you we can also some put stuff it on there, renamed it for them. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we basically told them you might want to lock this down. Yeah, we we put something in the SSID like you might want to lock this down. Or You've you been pwned, this, something like that. That's yeah. awesome. You can also go stealth mode too, to where it's not broadcasting SSID. I yeah. opted to name mine because I have there was one that was fast and then one that was slow. So for the fast one, I named it NSA drone, and for the slow yeah. one, I named it NSA van. And so I mean. <laughs> They're both locked now. Like before, I was just using WEP because I was practicing hacking WEP. So obviously, yeah. mine was the easiest one to test hacking on. And so I yeah. changed these ones to, to full, you know, WPA, yes. WPA. And then I was messing around. This is another cool thing. We didn't do AOTA yesterday. It was my birthday. So we skipped the show. But um, QR Droid Private will make QR codes for all sorts of stuff. So. I was messing around with that today, and there's a part in the app where you can make one for your Wi-Fi password. So anyone mm. that comes into your house, you can have this thing printed on your wall, oh, yeah. like on a poster. And from here, I can scan it because they they scale like that and be logged in, not have to type out you know your stupid long password. Where before yeah, we had an index slick. card, and the password was on the index card, and you would just pass it around to whoever needed it. But a QR code, everyone is using an Android phone or an iPhone. So it makes sense. Like, why not? And so the other thing I made was for uh, Bitcoin. I mentioned uh, on an episode of one of the shows, I forget which one it was, but I mentioned that, yeah, you can, I made a Bitcoin wallet just for the hell of it, just to mess with it. And yeah. I rattled off the <laughs> the wallet. If you've ever made a Bitcoin wallet, you know it's like this string of characters that long, completely yeah. random. So I made a QR code for that and put mm -hmm. it in. And then uh, I also put one on the Jamhole site for my music on Google Play. So now anyone that scans that QR code with their phone, it will automatically open up Google Play Music on their phone. And if they have all access, they can stream them, obviously, for free 
Uh, but if not, then it, they can they can purchase it, and it's right there on their phone in Google Music, which I thought was totally awesome. I've gone QR code crazy here, man. That's pretty slick. I like that idea, considering I change my password here fairly regularly for my network. Um, and what is it to just always... print off another one and, you know, hang it up? Yeah, and nobody – and every time I have to tell, especially with the hardheads, I have to tell them to type it in, they sh- – you know, they struggle a little bit because I don't just make it password, you know. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> I just make it so, word. Yeah, just give them a QR code. That's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty soon I think I'm just, when you go to yetanothertechshow.com, it's just going to be a giant QR code. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. Scan that you thing. You that out because I yeah, right? <laughs> So that's cool. Um, let's see. You want to talk about freedom on the net 2013? Uh, I think Larry, did you post this in, in the, the doc? It's a, a a global assessment of internet and digital media. Yeah. Those guys do that every year. They survey, uh, they do nation by nation. I think they did 60 some nations this year and they rank them, um, as to how free the net is. And if you go, I don't know, can you put up the, uh, I can. Yeah, there you go. Let put up the uh yeah, you can see both the map and you can also see what the criteria are. The dimensions of the ranking. I'm looking for it, but t- tell us or it's do you in, got it? It's in the uh in the the rundown. Oh, I thought there was a link. I was looking for a link to an article or something. Oh, no, it's right in the You just want to share right the rundown? Here. The graphic, yeah. Here you go. Okay, that's the criteria. That's the the uh, the nations. You can see the U.S. is ranked as green, which is good. We're in the free category. Um, you can see not free countries and you can see uh, kind of average free countries. And then down below you see the criteria, though it may be too hard to read. And now that's a different one. Go away. All right. That's the next, well, we'll put a link to it in the show notes at yetanothertechshow.com. Yeah. And uh, so tell us about it. What's Are we free? We are free. Uh, we're in the top four, as I recall, one of the, one of the freest. Uh, the freest, uh, I don't want to say, I think it was Iceland or some, uh, maybe one of the Nordic, um, Scandinavian countries. I study Cuba a lot. Cuba's definitely not free. That was the example that you saw there. They had the. Well, Larry, what constitutes free? You said we're free here. Well, that's in the, the thing. Go back to the uh, the thing that you have displayed. Let's see. One hundred percent NSA surveillance. Those are the free. Oh. No. Yeah, no. That's that was one of the comments. Is we may not be as free, uh, you know, next year as we were this year, All right. uh, because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lose out on that. Um, yeah, it's too bad. It's they're unreadable. Let me bring up. Uh, where is it? There we go. Mm-hmm. All right, I have dimensions of freedom here. Yeah, there you go. I can't. There we go. So social All media right. is not free. Political, uh, social, religious content is not free. Um, yeah, what, what those those not freeze? That's I just because I I'm into it. That's Cuba. Uh-huh. So social media and and communication apps are blocked. Like you can't get on Facebook. I mean, you can't even get out of the off the island unless you're a um, pretty privileged person. Uh, right. Content is blocked. Uh, well, you can read those for yourself. The, the government, yeah, they Cuba has like a thousand people on the payroll, uh, just kind of posting stuff and trolling around on the internet. Uh, monitoring people. You know, oh, well, that, that program, the pro-government commentator is is more like uh, it's trolls. It's people that go on and and uh, you know they propaganda and they argue and they argue with people that are that are anti-Cuba. Um, uh, you see what I mean? Uh, yeah, bloggers get arrested. Uh, bloggers are physically attacked. Uh, it's a bad situation. Well, and here and the, there's the a is, there's an article on freedomhouse.org. They post the PDFs about it. Um, it says global internet freedom has been in decline for the three consecutive years tracked by this project. 
<coughs> excuse me, they say, in some countries, even posting a video of a cynical rap song could draw the police to a user's door. Good thing not wow. here. Uh, of the 60 countries assessed, 34 have experienced a negative trajectory since May 2012. Uh, deterioration was also observed in a number of democracies, often as a result of struggles to balance freedom of expression with security. Uh, over the past year, the global number of censored websites has increased, while Internet users in various countries have been arrested, tortured, and killed over the information they've posted online. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, oh, Larry, my question to you still. Huh? It, it, my question to you still is you said, all right, America's free and Iceland is, I guess you could say, f- freer or more free. What, what, what is the differentiation here? That's the thing. They rank among those, those criteria and they just count, uh, you know, how, how each country is doing on each of those criteria. Then they map it together to get an index. I don't remember the exact function. Cause see, I'm thinking, just like what Matt was saying, some um, certain websites may be blocked in this specific country. You know, well, maybe we exactly. have, you know, maybe the U.S. is blocking, I don't know, ussr.gov or some crap, if that okay. even exists. And if, if it were, that would count as a black mark against us in computing this index score. Um, mm. I, you know, that's that, that's the, the criteria, the things that you just read off before. Mm-hmm. And the U.S., I can't, I don't remember the U.S. had a couple of those things that it did, but I don't remember which they were. But overall, the U.S. was in the, like I said, it was, I think it was in the top four mm-hmm. uh, for freedom. Like, we don't beat up bloggers. We don't jail bloggers. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, at least as far as the, and these guys don't just take their word for it. They, the thing that, that report that Matt was reading out of the uh, kind of a summary of, the meat of the report is is really nice four or five page summaries of the situation in each of the countries they survey, and they go into quite a bit of detail in those. So if you want to, if you really, I mean, just if you go to that report, you can read the read the uh, section on the U.S. and you and you see exactly where they're coming from. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's a cool thing, and you know I've. I have done work in Cuba and in other nations where, um, like you got with Mike, what now is really, where if you get, you really need to stay anonymous. Right. Um, it's, so, it's, it's good anonymity as opposed to the bad anonymity we talked about the other day where, uh, where you're staying anonymous because you're a heroin dealer. Right. Not only are you getting... These guys are trying to stay anonymous to save their asses. Um, you know... If you're in uh, in Syria or you're in uh, Egypt or if you're in Cuba or you're in China, you can end up in big trouble if you if you get caught posting the wrong thing. Yeah, and see, this is a spoiled comment. You know, not only are you in a, a, a country that's got, by our standards, crawling internet speeds, yeah, it's actually got a bunch of of obstacles in a way that you can't get to certain stuff. That's, that sucks, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, imagine having to proxy through everything you look at and read, you know. This yeah. says... That's right. I mean, or that community, the political dissident community, all use Tor. Right. Uh, just just like uh, Silk Road, you know. Is Tor clean now? Because wasn't there some issues with it? Yeah, I remember there was something that I, I, a month or two ago, or maybe yeah, I read something about something some hole that somebody had found. Uh, Honestly, details. But once the world knows about it, it gets cleaned up. Honestly, I would mm-hmm. I would use I2P over Tor for any seriously encrypted uh, communications at the moment. Mm-hmm. But are you know. encrypt as well as as uh, you know hide yeah. your IP? I2P. I would just say I2P because it's not in the spotlight right now. So there you go. You know, that, that's a real security through obscurity. Sort of, uh, you know, uh, whack-a-mole, as they say. Right. You know, that's a real ongoing thing at all times. Um, the thing you're saying about speed amp, the, the next thing I put in the in the rundown is is talking about speed. And, yeah, what, there's no comparison between the Internet and the 
in developing nations and, and the internet here. But on the yeah. other hand, we're not exactly leading the world. No, we're not. But we're I mean, we have more. cell phones that are faster than some countries. Oh yeah, hey, I've been in. A, there's, I mean, if you're in Cuba, well, if you're in Cuba, there are a lot more than just these freedoms. Um, first of all, you can't afford connectivity. Second of all, you can't get connectivity unless you've got kind of a reason to have it. I mean, it's it's very locked down. And when you do get connectivity, it's dial-up. It's still dial-up if you can read that. And generally speaking, you don't have access to the Internet, but just to IP traffic within the country. It, it's really, 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 uh, it's nothing like what you've got here. I'll also to, look at this report. Some of the countries that are that are significantly faster than us are like really population dense countries, like Hong Kong, for example. They're like number one or two in terms of the population density, yeah. and they're they're just they're so tiny, and they just fill fill up that area with uh, bandwidth. Well, and they may so, have better speeds, but they may also be more restricted in what they are allowed to access with that speed. You know. Uh, to yeah. finish this up, this says in five countries, at least one activist or citizen journalist was killed in retribution for information posted online. Uh, governments across the spectrum of democratic performance have enhanced their surveillance capabilities in recent years. Intermediaries in some countries are voluntarily taking down or deleting potentially objectionable websites or comments to avoid legal liability. And actually, one of the more recent ones I just read about was ISOHunt. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, ISOHunt was a torrent-like search engine. It was always um, a lot of people's second choice. If what your private site that you're a member of doesn't have, then you go off and you venture into places like uh, Torrent Spy is one that got shut down quite a long time ago. Um, there was Demonoid. Torrent Reactor, Demonoid, Pirate Bay, um, but yeah, ISO hunt Mini was, Nova, yeah. Mini Nova, right, right. Yeah, there's a ton of them out there. But like you said, Larry, it's kind of like a whack-a-mole where, you know, the, this one drops and they shut their doors and five more have opened up. Not to mention, just do a Google search for dot .torrent or whatever and, I mean, you never know what you'll find. So. Yeah, but this freedom on the net thing, these guys aren't worried as much about piracy and, and well, right, right. right. They're worried about political speech of course and, and in this political <laughs> arena we have developed here why wouldn't you be i mean you you have to be uh it says yeah. in, in 35 <laughs> of the 60 countries examined the government has obtained more sophisticated surveillance technology increased the scope of people monitored or passed a new law giving it greater monitoring authority Growing surveillance is also suspected in many of the remaining 25 countries, but they may be better at covering their tracks. Yeah, you know, it's going to be really fun to read this report next year. Yeah, to see what, right. What they say in the U.S. Yeah. Um, in 28 of the 60 countries examined, at least one user was arrested or imprisoned for posting political, social, or religious content online. Uh, a woman in India, for example, she was arrested for liking a friend's status on Facebook. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Thanks, uh, India. And then... Yeah, uh, Google it, Plus one on Google, on Google Plus, it's okay. Yeah, but the, nobody used Google Plus there, so it was all right. <laughs> in 11 <laughs> countries, negative laws were deterred as a result of civic mobilization and pressure by activists, lawyers, the business sector, uh, reform-minded politicians, and the international community. So that's uh, interesting. It's, this is uh, what I was reading out of here is the overview. Uh, despite pushback, Internet freedom deteriorates. It's like a 10-page PDF, but I'll put a link to it on the show notes at yetanothertechshow.com, or you can go to freedomhouse.org and check it out there. Yeah, I got a blog post on too. So the, um, the thing that Dan was saying is, is really true. This is all compounded by just in many of these countries, really crappy infrastructure. Right. Just awesome. an inability to, to get an account. And kind of speaking of uh, this sort of stuff, did you guys see the article on PC World about Facebook removing this uh, video and kind of examining its content policies? Uh, it was yeah, I heard some, about that. A uh, gruesome video, the article says, that was recently noticed on Facebook and allowed by the company was then removed on Tuesday as the social network looks to strengthen its policies around the posting of graphic content. Uh, on Monday, a BBC report pointed to a video of a beheading 
that had been posted some time ago to Facebook's site. Although it was extremely graphic, Facebook allowed the video to stay up in keeping with its mission to be a platform for free expression and because the video was deemed to condemn the act rather than celebrate it. But then, late Tuesday afternoon, Facebook removed the video. Uh, It was taken down as part of a larger company effort to strengthen its policies around the posting of graphic content involving videos and images. So what do you guys think? Is that, I mean, I know Ant, you're a big Facebook uh, proponent. You must have an opinion on this this matter. This affects you, Ant. It, it does affect me because what if this trickles over to Google Plus or Twitter or what have you and they start telling me I can't post certain things because it's quote-unquote graphic. Right. Um, then you go to who, Diaspora. Who's the right? and graphic, you know? Who's the judge? Where's the line? But then you just go to yeah. Diaspora and there you go. <laughs> you think, do you think everything should be possible? Well, well I think so. I think there is freedom of speech. Um, what about child porn, though? You always have that, like, everything within reason, then? Again, people are going. People have the right to post whatever they want, whether I agree to it or not. I agree with that. But as you know. a society, do we all come together and say, here is what's expected as moral sane human beings or it's free for all and in some corners of the internet 4chan for example reddit to a a lesser extent it's free for all in certain areas as designated by whoever runs the site facebook isn't exactly set up like that right so yeah does the onus then fall on the poster uh, well, you know, some of... stuff is illegal, like you're saying, child porn. Sure, child porn is illegal, and as online or not. So there's there's other mechanisms to take care of child porn. But as a society, we've all come together and deemed that completely unacceptable, unless you're Catholic. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> completely unacceptable. Whereas, well, you know, it's something good thing po- nobody's watching this. So you get a lot of <laughs> four people. Mail. Four people are watching this. Well, listen, Three of am, them am are I not going to get fussed at by Google. Am I going to get fussed at by Google for having on my lower third large angry black man? No, but that's not like. What if I had on my that. lower third large angry black man? Would that exactly? Would that be? Is that liable or slander? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good question, right? Who, who's responsible? You just got to figure out where the line is going to be drawn and, and who's drawing the actual line. That's the thing, and that's a very slippery slope, I think. What, I mean, well, I guess it would be up to Facebook's terms of service. I mean, since it is their service they're providing, they could yeah, just set out the rules. for free. You should no, provide by their rules. But they couldn't put child pornography even if they wanted to because that's illegal. They right. would be busted. Well, and we can use as an example here in Montana when we were doing the whole medical marijuana thing, Facebook was a large uh, gathering place for people to organize certain, you know, whether they be protests or meetings or or whatever, um, being federally illegal even though your state says it's okay – is it still okay for you to go on there and and you know post like pictures of your plants or pictures of weed or even talking about it like you then become somewhat of a target i think if the DEA or whoever decides that, to you know that's a that's a funny thing where where you've got states saying one thing and and the federal government right saying, right and that's a whole nother issue but it's an example that's not as severe as child porn but still illegal in certain places and let's say for for Washington Colorado for example where statewide uh, recreational cannabis is is legal but then the rest of the states it's not so you know i mean if well, you have a facebook federal government group, gets involved you know with issues like trafficking imagine you have two states where it's com- that neighbor each other where it's completely legal for for marijuana under right. any and all circumstances but you traffic that from one state to another does the federal government get involved so, right because you're crossing state lines yeah and... same thing with facebook it goes certainly more than just worldwide one state or the other so, right you know, it's global at that point yeah. so then who's the body that comes together to say what it's the owner of the service at that point i think yeah 
Um, they say Facebook acknowledges that it walks a tough line between allowing graphic content for the purposes of free speech and public awareness without letting it be seen by whom it considers to be the wrong people. (laughs) The quote, wrong people. Uh, It's a tough goal for Facebook, too, given that the company is now moving to become more of a public social network like Twitter. Just last week, Facebook made changes to allow impressionable teenagers to post publicly to the site. Uh, Still, the company said it wants to take a more holistic view of the context surrounding violent images or video and remove the content that celebrates it. Yeah, what do you think about that, Ant? Are your teenagers? Oh my gosh! Just completely um, ruining their work life because when they go get a job nowadays, their employer is gonna Facebook them, and there's gonna be some. There's gonna be a few prodigies here and there. That that's history is proven. Unemployment that, but... rates going up, up, up. <laughs> you know, but everybody thinking they're a prodigy. Right, there, right. Oh gosh. Well, just go ahead and fall apart, Facebook. <laughs> it says, going forward, we ask that people who share graphic content for the purpose of condemning it do so in a responsible manner, carefully selecting their audience and warning them about the nature of the content so they can make an informed choice about it. It's a, spa- a Facebook spokesman. You know, even, even that's tricky, though, because in some circles, what's condemning, it, it shouldn't be... Some circles lot that shit sure. as opposed to condemn it. Did anyone else, when I read that, hear in their head, please drink responsibly? <laughs> like, please post responsibly. Right. And if you're too drunk, get a designated poster. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Surface Pro 2. Uh, an article on the register says it will end up in landfills, in the trash. Uh, They did a teardown. They say, we knew that Microsoft Surface Pro 2 tablets wouldn't stray too far from the original Surface Pro design, but according to the tool and part masters at iFixit, the new new tablets are virtually identical to the old ones, meaning they're just as difficult to repair. Uh, iFixit's teardown of the new slate reveals that its guts are full of thick, tacky glue, and more than 90 screws, just like its predecessor. And just like the first Surface Pro, it earns a repairability score of 1 out of 10. (laughs) Which is, as iFixit observes, the lowest score ever received by any Fondles lab. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. That's pretty bad. You know, I've, I've been interested in getting a Surface 2 or a Surface Pro 2 myself and uh but i mean i'm a technician i repair things take them apart and sometimes put them back together by trade and uh that that's just disheartening (laughs) yeah but at least it's screws it's not all one big soldered block (laughs) that's true it's two pieces basically (laughs) it's two big giant soldered blocks Ant, what do you think? Surface 2 tablets? Any Surface tablets? I, I thought the Surface had a potential um, of, you know, rebranding or rebirth or whatever to get into the enterprise market. Um, but I just don't see it happening um, after seeing this story from iFixit. But that's what the enterprise want is something that's mobile for the sales folks and whatnot that it's not too heavy but it also allows them to jump on there and run some some pretty uh, robust spreadsheets and stuff. But like when that. you say that, though, that same uh, demographic, they're not taking these all apart and fixing them themselves. They're sending them back to Microsoft and getting new ones. So does this matter at that point for well, that particular? Yeah, it does because really? if, yeah, if, well... if you keep doing that crap, your CFO is going to look at that those invoices and like um, – Hey, we need to find something else. This is killing. Right. Another, okay. another thing to consider, like if you buy it from a Best Buy, for example, and you have issues and you take it back, you know, ostensibly they have to repair it. You know, they they can't just send everything back. So it's going to be harder, you know, for te- technicians to disassemble and do some maintenance on. So don't don't enterprises though usually get service contracts? For those, yeah, that would be different. Yeah. You get service contracts, but again. After so many times of somebody coming out to, to repair said device, 
it gets a little old and usually those higher ups are saying, all right, why is this guy out here again looking at this device? Why not yeah. just get a better device and throw the crap away? Yeah, the other end I of see this it all might, the time. Yeah, the other end of this might be durability or how well it you know, it's it's constructed. You know, maybe it's not something that'll necessarily break easily or or whatever. So I guess time will tell. I mean the Xbox three sixty when it came out seemed to be a good device, but like one in three had red rings of death and stuff like that. So Dang. we'll see over we'll see over time how the surface uh, I mean the first surface surface doesn't seem to have had a lot of issues, but we'll see how the surface two is. And I'll tell you, I've been wanting a a keyboard for my tablet and I finally got one. And after using this, if you can deal with Android and Google Docs, WordPress works amazing on Chrome browser there. I mean, a lot of the stuff I do can be handled with a tablet, and I was doing it before. I built Yats on the tablet just to see if I could do it. Granted, I didn't make the graphics and stuff, but once I had everything ready, I put the site together on my tablet. And that was before I had a keyboard, so I was right. using the on-screen keyboard. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I found one of these at Best Buy, and it was actually, I want to say it was only like 40 or 50 bucks. What yeah. model is that? It's the Logitech uh, it's the tablet keyboard. It's just straight up Logitech tablet keyboard. Oh, I was going to say, it looks kind of similar to mine, but it's a It doesn't different. have a pad, oh. which I kind of, I don't think for Android you would need one, maybe for um, Windows or something. But what I like about it, because I never really prop my tablet up at all, this thing has a case, and you pop it in like that, nice. and then... You can just, and granted, you're not using the pogo pins like ideally mm-hmm. I would have liked to, but it's no it's a different experience for me because I've never sat it like this. I mean, it's either in my lap or in my hands holding it. So to be able to have this sitting on the desk and then to sit back and have a keyboard, like it's so cool for like Flipboard, for Google+, Facebook, I mean, Man. whatever you're doing on it, it's just a different way to use it. And then if I need to type something on it, like it's it's right there, and it's all Bluetooth, which means I can use this on my phone. But that's obviously silly. How wide but... is that keyboard? Is as wide as your ten-inch tablet? Yeah. I yeah, mean, it nice. fits perfectly in my backpack with it. Like you hardly even notice it. What's it like to type on it? Isn't it kind Actually, of I can type faster on this than on my Vio keyboard here. I really yeah, it like have the a keys. number pad or any of the stuff off the no, side. No, no, definitely, and it has some special keys. I mean, you can kind of. See here, it has the red, uh, the blue function, and then it has these Android keys at the top. The search, uh, back, brightness, play, stop, pause, volume. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. I, I like it. The more I use it, the more I, I definitely like it. And like I said, the keys are, it's really nice to type on. Logitech makes some, some good stuff. And it's a, it's got a case, which... The one I wanted was that folds the tablet into a laptop, basically, so you can just close it, but nobody apparently makes those for the Nexus 10, so that was the next best thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All yeah, right. I'm actually think, thinking about getting the new Nexus 10 uh, when it comes out, actually, and uh, I'll, I'll be in the market for a keyboard for that because I intend to use that more more. In that capacity yeah, too. and that's what I guess I do like about this also is that I can use it on anything Bluetooth. So any tablet I get from here on out that will fit in that little stand, which, like I said, my phone fits in it and the tablet. I mean, it'll hold anything, really. It's just a little prop thing. But, yeah, you can use Dude. it for, for whatever. I know this is off of the, the rundown, but I got my hands on the new Chromebook, the HP Chromebook. Oh, really? How is it? Oh man, I want one. Tell us about it. <laughs> Did you have the big one or the little one? It was the 11 inch, and and I didn't realize I had the 11 inch um, Chromebook. It 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 just fit, and I could see myself um, sitting sitting with it on the couch or whatever, and writing articles and whatnot. It was it was very comfortable, quick to boot, quick to shut down. Um, of course, I'm in the Google ecosystem, so I got Google Docs and so forth all right there. And it, it oh, I want one. Yeah, one of the cool <laughs> things about that one is the screen. It's right now the best screen on any of the uh, 
the uh, non-Pixel Chromebooks, and yeah. uh, it's got in terms of visibility, viewability, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I don't need a Pixel. It, it's I don't yeah. that that right there for that price point, man. It I, I hate my my colleague now. <laughs> the the Pixel has a faster processor too, not just the display. Yeah, I believe this. You know, I believe the HP is running an Exynos chip. One, there's gonna be a whole uh, raft of Toshiba, LG, Asus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see uh, what's the second best after the pixel. This post-PC era is heating up, gentlemen. Uh, did you yeah. guys see the the uh, iPad Air getting yes. announced? Are you excited about any Apple iPad stuff? I'm not a Mac or Apple guy, but I do like the design of it. Sure. I do think it is pretty nice. I think if you're in that ec- ecosystem... That's certainly the tablet to get that or the iPad mini with Retina. So, yeah. So what's the difference? Like, I completely have no idea about this at okay, all. Okay, they both share the same resolution on yeah. practically identical screens with the exception of one is a 9.7-inch screen and the other one's a 7.9-inch screen. Are those weird? But, uh, 7.9 might even look better because it's got yeah, the same higher pixel density. It's actually got one greater pixel per inch density than the Nexus 7 2013 edition. One pixel. So they're at <laughs> what? Three, three twenty-five. Three twenty-six compared to three twenty-five. Three twenty-five compared to three twenty-four. Right, right, I can't right, remember yeah. what it is, but it's yeah. one. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But are it, those? It looks good from everything I've seen. To so. you guys, do those seem like weird? Uh, like not ratios, but weird screen sizes. <laughs> the resolutions are weird. It's like, yeah, it's just over two thousand by just over fifteen hundred. But I mean, at that resolution and pixel density, you you honestly can't see. Any sort of a stair-step effect or any sort of aliasing. It looks really good. So me personally, considering they seem to have practically identical hardware inside, I would get the iPad mini with Retina simply because of the size, portability, even better, you know, pixel density. Yeah. I said back when the new Nexus 7 came out. Yeah. On that 7-inch screen, I don't necessarily need higher resolution. Granted, it looks better than my current Nexus 7, um, it, it might be a little faster or what have you, but I don't consider myself a power user. Most tablet owners aren't power users, so I don't see the, the, the bang for the buck on that, you know? Because aren't the iPads starting out at like 499 The 10-inch? Uh, the 10-inch, yeah, 499 for the first one. Yeah, seriously? I'm going to give you $500? That would be no. And how much going back to the surface? Like, how much are those going to be? I heard somewhere like nine ninety nine or something. Yeah, those things. Was, are I thought crazy. that was a joke at first. Like, you're you're joking, right? The entry level Pro Two is nine hundred dollars, eight ninety nine. But you, realistically, if you're going to get that, you're going to get the the keyboard, and it's another hundred bucks. How so, can and that's that? Just the sixty four gig. How that's can the one that runs real Windows, right? Yeah, that, that's an ultra book, essentially. But still, so. like, how can you compete in that market at that price point? You could buy two of those other ones for that, you know, that, that just seems silly to me. No, but yeah. that's a Windows machine. I mean, it's yeah. not a Windows. So yeah, still, you take a grand, you could buy a great tablet that runs Android and a Windows 7 laptop and still have a <laughs> 100 bucks to go get dinner and a movie. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. let me back to the enterprise. The the uh, one of the things the iPads do is they're they're bundling in the uh, their software, their spreadsheet, and their word processor and stuff. Are those really the equivalent of the of the Office apps, or are they kind of? Um, um, I can't necessarily compare the iWorks suite to Office suite. I believe it's called iWorks. Um, the only thing I've truly seen in action is the mail client on there. And if it's not the Microsoft for Mac version, it was a pain in the butt. Um, get an outlet to work just right the way, the way it would on a windows machine. Um, I think it was called entourage on Apple. I think That's so. The, the email client. Email. Yeah. And it, 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 it just drove me nuts whenever we had to try to deal with trying to get it configured just right. And, doing what it needed to do. It eventually works, but it's just something you had to get used to. But again, for us like uh, Word and Excel and things like that, I can't say that I have a lot of knowledge on those. Um, do you know if they'll even 
Well, they at least accept and say that you know they have common file formats with. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay, so that's because we have people that are on you know the OSX system, and of course every enterprise has spreadsheets for whatever reason, and they all can look at them and share them and whatnot. But I I can't say that it's a better functionality between the two. Yeah. No, just being able to, I mean, it's, if there's a, enough functionality and you can exchange files, then that's, that seems like it's going to really hurt the, the uh, Surface Pros. Because that was one advantage they had, is they could run off. Yeah, it was. It was. Crazy. We should uh, mention before we get out of here, we, we talked about a while ago in, our, in some cord-cutting news about Aereo and how they were getting the pants suit off of them. Uh, and then they ended up winning. Uh, and fast forward now, uh, they've released their Android app for uh, tablets and smartphones. It says it's rather limited rollout, though as expected, only devices running 4.2 and up can take advantage of the service, which, as you know, uses little tiny antennas to stream broadcast television to subscribers in a similarly limited number of markets. Presently, you can only get Aereo in New York City, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, and Salt Lake City, though Detroit should get service next week, except that they couldn't pay their bill, so they probably won't. Those are some big <laughs> Sorry. limited markets. Sorry, too, Detroit. Though, <laughs> no offense. I know. You well, it's good a... if you're a cord cutter, so, I mean, that, that's awesome. If it works, yeah. yeah. Larry's skeptical on the tech. It, you don't think this is going to work? No, no, I think it does work. I just don't think it does what they say it's doing. What do you think and it's doing? What is it doing? I think, I think they've essentially built one big-ass antenna, and they're just <laughs> doing... And these are decoy <laughs> antennas? Yeah, I think it's a... Yeah. Well, you know my... what? If they did that, props it's an to them. with a if... lot of points of... Whatever reception, omnidirectional. Yeah, but, yeah, and and in the first court case, when the the first client came to to be tried, that expert witness did in fact hold that it was not a whole bunch of little independent antennas that that they were working together as a system, and um, so I'm a little skeptical of the tech. But what Nick just said is true. As a cord cutter, hey, more power to it. Yeah, no doubt. But, um, Too bad I'm not in Atlanta. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm in Houston. Yay! Are you getting <laughs> one? You should check it out and, and report back to us on Attack of the Androids. I, I and think yes. I'll do that then. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I, it must work because it must work. I mean, nobody's bitching about so it. So if Nick gets one, can I log into the Aereo app <laughs> on your account and stream your TV? Like, does it work that way, I wonder? We should we try that out. VPN or something. We should. No, that, that'd be cool, <laughs> just for fun. I'll tunnel through and watch TV on Nick's Yeah, TV. just to see. I'll watch, watch TV. all the Houston news. Like, dude, AMC, yeah. dude, AMC, Walking Dead's about to start. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Two hours later, Nick's account is revoked. Right? <laughs> and hacked. What I don't... happened, Matt? What'd you do? Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> some of my friends online wanted to watch, too. I just gave them the login. <laughs> that was your bank login also? That's your Yeah, bad. ignore my credit card information, Matt. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch TV. That was my password for everything. <laughs> my one password. Admin, admin, guys. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, uh, it says the company is presently fighting a legal battle against broadcasters who want to shut down the service permanently, though so far the courts have ruled in Aereo's favor. Uh, it says here, if you've got the right combination of Android device and living situation, you can find the app at the link below. So we'll throw a link to that in the show notes at yet another tech show dot com. I also want to say, talking about Android, since we didn't do AOTA last night, Dead Trigger 2 is out. My favorite Ooh. zombie. Yeah, you know. Oh, man. As soon as the show's over, I am downloading it, and I'm slaying zombies for the next two hours. I've got it downloaded, and the only problem I've got is that it no. doesn't allow you to invert controls. So for me, what? I'm doing everything in reverse. Yeah, You have to so. be able to. Go in the settings. I bet you can. I looked everywhere. I can't figure it out. For real? <laughs> I don't All know. right. If I figure it out, I'll, I'll let you. Because that is annoying. Cool. I used to That's hate that. That's the only thing I need. I was always inverted access playing with mouse and keyboard. And whenever I yeah. got on one that wasn't, it was the most 
annoying thing. Yeah. You know, ironically, when I'm standing and just moving, you know, up and down, hey, I can look around normally. As soon as I start moving, it's like, yeah, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely disoriented. Zombies win again. Yep, always. But yeah, check that out. Dead Trigger 2 uh, is in the Play Store. So very exciting. Madfinger Games, great. Uh, great developer and also the youtube android app is getting an update that will let you play music in the background kind of like you know how soundcloud does uh, you can be in the app you play it and then it'll be in your notification window there a little player uh, play music does that beyond pod does that i'm sure a ton of apps uh, do that but you always think of youtube as a, a video service except you ask the younger generation and that's like how they listen to music Play a lot music. of them play yeah. exactly. So obviously YouTube picking up on that, um, all about analytics and 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 whatnot. Knowing that you know, uh, so that's pretty cool. It says uh, a teardown of the latest YouTube APK has revealed new background audio setting. It's Android Police always doing amazing APK teardowns. It says for the majority of videos, this won't be very useful. However, when it comes to music videos, it's pretty huge because YouTube can finally become the streaming music service the world has always wanted it to be well, which is weird if you're yeah. if you're listening to like lectures for example or someone wants right. to explain something that's good yeah definitely and um i forgot what i was going to say that's fine yes <laughs> damn you nick damn you good job nick <laughs> Uh, the initial decision to disable background audio multitasking for YouTube on the Android. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Ah, F you, Nick. Um, Google <laughs> owns Google Music and Play Music all access. Like, why? I mean, is this just just because, like, we have the technology, so we might as well, or? I wonder if they'll link the two accounts. If you uh, have access to Google Play, you can do that, or vice versa. Or what if they've noticed you've played this song five times, and they throw up an ad that's like, yo, why don't you come actually buy this song and stop being such a mooch? <laughs> you know? Well, you know they've been trying to link YouTube and G Plus for the longest time. So right, I guess yeah, yeah. Link YouTube and more Google services, that would be another yep. hook for, you know, way in. And we'll just take that money right out your Google wallet. Which I have been using. Ant sent me twenty dollars to Google Wallet and I haven't been able to like because I, I haven't when I think about it, I don't have my routing number there. So I'm like, I've been using it to buy apps. I bought TweetCaster Pro because I use TweetCaster <laughs> okay. all so the you time. Been using it at least. I You're have been using it. Account. I think I have, I bought a couple <laughs> books. I bought a, that one book. Oh, I don't, uh, now I'm going to have to tell you what it's called. But it's that guy that wrote it about how the space aliens get sued for copyright violation. Because here, I got to find me it. At book. No, shut up, man. <laughs> Books are awesome. Uh, Audiobooks, yes. My Audio library. It's awesome. called... I got Ender's Game. Uh, uh, I want to get Ender's Game on... Year Audible. Zero. It's by Rob Reed. Year Zero. Wait so, a minute. He was on twit yep and he also did that ted talk about copyright math i think yeah okay but yeah, yeah. i've been wanting his book and i finally math. I oh, have... never mind what <laughs> i don't like math <laughs> it's a great book though i haven't read it yet but i've read great things about it <laughs> yeah that was yeah. great copyright math really or whatever good. that that was pretty awesome so uh yeah, I think that's it. Anything else you guys wanted to mention or did we cover it all for the week? I want to give a plug if you don't mind. Yeah, plug away, please. Aunt Pruitt. Uh first off, uh smartphone photographers community tomorrow. Uh about nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Point and shoot, hang out on air, check it out, and check out our community. But next, I want to plug my employer, uh, Trinet. We are going to be hiring about 100 different positions here in the next couple of months. So if you're looking for work, go to trinet.com slash careers. Take a look because we're growing and we're going to need to help. Thank you. Where are you, where are you guys based out of or other different locations? We have several different locations, but our home office is in uh, San Leandro, California. And in, a, in our another big office is in Reno, Nevada. So can I have a job? 
Trinet.com slash careers. Fantastic. <laughs> Very good. Larry Press, you got your blog. We always got links to that. And on Google Plus, he is a prolific Google Pluser. Yeah. And I, you know, more and more of these. Yeah. Dell. What's the Dell? Tech page, page one. one. I see a lot of your stuff on that. They would absorb all that you could generate. They they seem to be hungry for content. Really? Right well, that's funny because every They're still sitting on mine. <laughs> every pitch I've pitched has been denied. So whatever. <laughs> they're still they've oh, they've accepted my pitches, she's but they sit on. and then she takes the ones that she likes and submits them. Yeah, well, that. that's kind of cheating. Whatever. <laughs> you oh, can only so you can do that because you're famous, Larry Press professor. Oh yeah, extraordinary. That's, that's true. It makes a difference. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Nick Carroll. Find him on Attack of the Androids. You got anything you've uh, you've been working on? You want to mention? Uh, no, I've just been studying, so I've been in the dark outside of that. So. Fantastic. All right. Well, definitely. Thanks for checking out the show, guys. Every week, yetanothertexture.com. You guys can email the crew at yetanothertexture.com if you want to say hi. But the easiest and best way to do that is on Google Plus. We have both the page for us letting you know things, and then we have the community for us all talking about things. So. Subscribe in iTunes, leave us a review. We always appreciate that. Got a Facebook page and a Twitter account, of course. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week on yet another tech show. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.